And welcome, welcome, welcome. We are live in the Nerd Lab, and I am super excited. By the way, the very first podcast I ever did in town was on your show. We got media nerd Matt here joining us from Biz Radio and Buzz Radio. Great to have you on the show today, bud. This is awesome. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you for the invite, you know, kind of flipping the role on me. Yeah. I've spent most of my life being the one who's doing the interviews. Okay. So it's, it's a rare treat to uh, be on the other side of the mic as I'm say. super excited to have but you've you got your own history in broadcast so you know yeah. I know I'm in good hands yeah we spent uh, I spent about 29 years doing this stuff morning shows mainly but yep. uh, did some station management stuff we worked for similar companies I was with uh, clear channel and iHeart for a long time yep, and me I know too you were as well for about 10 years for me I started out as a um, as an interim news director there you go for clear channel Asheville is what it was called at the oh, time. Wow. and you know i had been doing radio for a long time already i, yeah. I started broadcasting when i was 16. yeah you yeah know, that's I'm, great. I'm in my 50s now so i've been doing this a long time and uh, i was the interim news director for a little while because i was publishing a newspaper here in town called the valley record and i was doing a morning show in black mountain every day for a little independent station out there and so they asked if i could come be an interim news director for their news department which they still had at the time they yeah actually yeah. had a news department with reporters sure. yeah, and yeah. everything I, else. I fired uh, a lot of new news departments. Yeah. Quite honestly, uh, Jerry Jameson <laughs> was in the news department at that time and should have been the news director, became yeah. the news director, but they had me uh, come in an interim transition. And then the afternoon host that was on uh, WWNC 570, um, I don't know the story. There's different versions of what happened. Yeah. Corporate radio. He decided to hang up the mic or the mic was hung up for him. There's different, sure, sure. there's different interpretations of that. But what year was that? When that was happened? 2003. Okay. 2003. Okay. And they asked me to fill in yeah. in the afternoon, you know, cause I knew I had done radio for a long time and everything. I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll just fill in. I'm already here doing the interim news yeah. director thing. I'll just swing over to the studio. And so I'll that was, in. that was clear channel, right? That was clear channel. Did you yep. have, cause I did clear channel right around that time in, in Nashville. I was on WLAC, but if, I don't know if you remember the technology, but they had this really, really awesome sort of behind the scenes internet system for all the radio station guys. Yeah. yeah like an intranet. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. And it was really cool. This was, but it was about that time, like 2003, 2004, because one of the reasons why I have nerds to go in IT business right now is because I was always frustrated with how radio didn't adapt new technologies. Right. Oh yeah. You and me both. <laughs> but iHeart was always the one that kind of was willing to take those risks. And at the time I just remember, cause we would be like on the air because I had a show called Tennessee's Morning News. And so it was 50 minutes of news, you know, traffic and weather on the 10s. And we would like be, oh, we got three minutes left. We got to pull a story. You mm -hmm. could get to this little internet, somebody in San Diego. Yeah, and you just pull the, you know, pull the packets yeah. and everything. Yeah. So you were there and that was where, but you did more like talk radio kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so right? they asked me to fill in for the talk show, yeah. the, the call-in talk yeah, show in the afternoon that's drive. Fun. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And, um, and I went on the air and holy cow. I mean, it yeah. just, it, it loved you. It took off. It really yeah. did. And um, after the second day, the general manager pulled me in his office. He's like, look, man, something's happening here. We want yeah. to offer you the show. And I'm like, nice. well, I'm doing a morning show out in Black Mountain. And I have I have a business. I, I'm, I publish a newspaper. You that's know, awesome. I, I have employees. I, yeah, you know, right? And I'm like, I don't know. Media mogul. That's why you're the said, media nerd. And then he uh, wrote on a piece of paper and he slid it across the table. I said, yeah, let's give it a try. <laughs> yeah, let's try that <laughs> you know, one. I was like, oh, we'll give it a that try. Is, uh, they got awesome. that corporate money, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then... 
as they say, the rest was history. You had about a 10-year run. The show was called Take a Stand. It was the number one show in Western North Carolina for the entire run. Right. And as, as goes a lot of times in corporate situations, uh, you know, you get to a point where they're going in one direction, I'm going yeah. in another. Yeah. It I was a great run. And um, <laughs> as also happens in corporate media, it was an abrupt ending. Yeah. It happened very dramatically. <laughs> it happened very dramatically, very yeah. publicly. And um, and it's unfortunate because I think it left a lot of fissures that didn't need to happen. Right. You know, right. I love the people there at Radio Ranch. We did a lot of great stuff together all those years. And I still have a lot of affection for the folks right. there. Right. But that was 2011 when the, the separation happened. Right. And I started my own media company, which I still have today. I think so, we need yeah. to start because I say I have a little radio PTSD. I mean, it was mm. a 29-year career. It was absolutely insane. Yeah, well, you're doing this, so. Yeah, and I was. But But, let me let me talk to everybody out there. There's a there's a broadcaster's (laughs) greeting. You know what it is? It's not a handshake. Yeah, yeah. It's it's that you gotta get it. Gotta get back in a little bit. And I moved a lot. I did it in 12 different states, and it really you know mentally kind of took a toll because you know the people that were sort of making decisions for you had no idea how your world worked. Right. And. You know, again, fighting technology, wanting it to be better than it was, streaming services, satellites, and yep. and repurposing what we do. But the one thing about you that's really fascinating is that you've always been an entrepreneur, even mm-hmm. with these other shows and working in the corporate world. And even afterwards, you were able to start other businesses. Yeah. Where does that passion come from? Um, well, it comes from my family. Uh, you know, I, I grew up, I was born in 1970 yeah. in Boston, Massachusetts, and uh, my family, a lot of the legacy of my family was centered around my great-grandfather uh, up in Maine, which is where our family is really from, and I okay. spent every summer of my life on our family homestead up in Maine near uh, Acadia National Park. And my great-grandfather was a very successful businessman. You know, our family had been in the fishing industry for a long time, and he built up a successful business and was very involved. As people there locally say, he had his hands in everything. He had a lot of different side businesses, but he was very very philanthropic. But you were really young at this time. He died the year I was born. Okay, Okay. And so I was also the first male in my generation it was all females for gotcha. a while there gotcha. and so everywhere i went i was hearing the stories of my great grandfather mm-hmm. and and so that really if you want to look at the genesis of how i am and how i approach things it's because i had my entire first 15 years of my life i always heard the stories and great affection yeah, yeah, and appreciation great. for my great yeah. grandfather who died the year i was born and so that just set the bar for me. You're like, and that's so who I want to become. I was like, you know, and, and even, you know, I just got back from Maine and uh, my mom had passed away this summer and we had a family burial at our family cemetery up in Maine and, and still there, you know, I went by to take care of some things, have to go by town hall and right. you know, deeds and all this kind of stuff. And, and uh, people were coming out and they're, wow. they're like, they wanted to shake my hand. They're like, this is the great grandson of Harry Bennett. You know? Oh, and, that's great. And I told my kids when we were up at the cemetery and we were paying our respects to previous generations, yeah. and everything which our family goes back to the mid 1800s up there and uh and i went to my grandpa harry's gravesite and i said here's the reason why people still want to shake your hand today. that's amazing and so that that has always been my motivator is find where there's a need in the community like yeah. he had helped build a water system in this rural part of maine he had donated lands to state park and, right and acadia national park and so anytime he built up any kind of success he paid it forward in a community entrepreneurial or philanthropic way that's great and so that's the bar i grew up with yeah. and that's what i've always tried to live up to 
It, and because I mean, legacies decided by other people that, other than ourselves. Right, right. But I would hope that what I've done over my 27 years in Asheville would be a testimony to that kind of principle. You right. know, of serving the need of the community and trying to improve things. So that's amazing. That's where it comes from. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, and so you really are an entrepreneur at heart, though, because you grew up with this amazing sort of genetics, too, to yeah. become an entrepreneur. Well, and something in my DNA, you know, yeah. I, I tell people serial entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of them in Asheville, you know, I'd say serial is the only word that, or entrepreneurship is the only word that you can lead with cereal and it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, every, every other word you put behind cereal. Is I'm a, Brian Andrew Stoffer, cereal. Yeah, yeah entrepreneur is yeah, the only <laughs> word that's acceptable after that. But there is almost like a, yeah. there's a psychosis to it. There, there's a, there's a, a different approach and view of the world right, when you're yeah. an entrepreneur and you just go about things differently and you live differently and you're willing to sacrifice different things. And it's no shade on anybody yeah. who isn't that way or, or hasn't done that. But you know, once you get into the muscle memory of doing it and mine right, started early, right, I was, yeah. I was charging people 10 cents to come in my basement and see a light show with my sister's little Smurf figures. Yeah, when I was exactly. A little kid. So I was the candy guy. A, I sold candy. Yeah. Yeah. I was I crushing paper it. route, you know, and no, at I school, was, I would, them. I would like flip candy. I'd go buy Skittles and then go to school and sell them. And I was yeah. Like a hundred bucks a week on margins for candy. yeah yeah so, so it's it's always been there yeah. and so it it's only fun. makes sense that you know throughout my adult life I've only I've only been an employee my eight years in the military I was yeah, in the Air Force yeah. for eight years so I was an employee then right know? but other than that really my time with iHeart is it that's the only time well I've been. and even that you're sort but of an I, entertainer they, you're well, sort of an independent alone. yeah for exactly. a long time they, it was they your left own me show. alone and my producers yeah. I had different producers over the years and um, they let us just do what yeah. we did we built our own brand we built our own relationships we were out there doing events we were right, developing yeah. our own content so even though I was getting a paycheck from iHeart yeah. I really was my own business. And it was exactly. when that started to yeah, change that the relationship started yeah, to change. Yeah. When it's like, well, we want you to do this. We want you to talk about, don't talk about this. Don't yeah. and, and, and that's the nature of corporate media. And I don't, I don't, I don't fault them for that. It just didn't fit who I am and right. what my priorities were. So we went different ways and, you know, one of the here we are that, still going today. One of the things that's very impressive about you to me is that you took your love of radio and you pivoted it. You really did. Uh, take the idea and go, okay, you know what? I can build my own audience, right? Because mm -hmm. essentially that's what we did when we were on the air was we built those audience mm -hmm. up ourselves. Now they were million dollar audiences for a company and a corporation, but even like the nerd lab, I knew, well, I have the talent and I have the ability and the technology to right. build my audience. Now I have a radio board sitting in front of me that I just bought from, you know, Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. This is amazing. This technology didn't even exist 20 years ago. And you were able to pivot. You do uh, biz radio. Let's talk about that. I know you got yeah. a lot of business related shows and yeah. these are community leaders as well. Yeah. All um, entrepreneurs in their own right. Mm -hmm. All of the hosts on biz radio are all business people themselves. Um, you know, self-made people, as right. I like to say. And, and, and all of them also have that same heart for the community. Yeah. Like I was talking about with my grandpa, my great grandpa Bennett, you know, all of the people that I choose to affiliate with and bring on the station all have that same desire to serve the community. That's great. And so when you combine the entrepreneurial psychosis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and then also that spirit of service for the yeah. community, 
that's where I'm like, whether you have broadcast chops or not, I can teach that. Yeah, yeah. But the other things, either you have that seed in you somewhere or you right. don't. And that seed can sometimes be from influences growing up. Sometimes it can be just born out of frustration. Yeah. You're in an employment situation. You're like, I'm sick of it. I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. I'm doing something myself. Wherever that origin is, if you've got that combined with a spirit of a servant to your right. community, I'll teach you the broadcast chops. Because the station, I, I had it referred to, and I've, I've been using it ever since um, earlier this year. Somebody said, well, it's not really like what you would think a business station is. It's more like the Hallmark Channel for entrepreneurs. Yeah, and I was okay, like, all right, all right. I'm like, I'm going to use that because yeah, it's about yeah. the personal stories. It's sure. about the overcoming challenges. Every single show on the station you know, hopefully you learn some things, but right. more than anything else I've learned over the years of doing the station, because I've had it for a number of years now, is that it's about not feeling alone. Right. It's about yeah. feeling yeah. that connection with other people in the community and with other entrepreneurs and, and business managers and people that want to be business managers or want to be entrepreneurs. It's just really a sense of community that has been the glue for it. And I've realized that as more time has gone on, that really is the hook of what biz radio is, is that feeling of connection with other people. I'll tell you this, if you're looking to be an entrepreneur, if you've thought about it, if you got that little like, you know, thing in the back of your head that's saying, you know, I should give this a shot. Really, the best advice I can give is to surround yourself around other entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. You become like the people you hang out with. Yeah. And the nice thing about biz radio is you can sit at home and listen to it, listen to other entrepreneurs, listen to their struggles, yeah. find out what's going on in the community. Uh, Asheville is a unique community business wise. Mm -hmm. And so that's, what's kind of nice about biz radio is that, uh, you little, you're getting that local community touch because we're like none other. We, our and tourism is a lot of corporate our, chains. You can actually reach everyone that's on the station. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah, call, you them. call them and you they can, can talk come to over. them. Yeah, you yeah. can, you can consult with them. You, you can offer them advice. You or, can, or you can invite them to your podcast. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, and if you have a podcast, you know, we link to other community podcasts off that's of great. biz radio, like with, with your show, you know, yeah. we're, you know, linking off on there now. And, Am I? Um, Am I? Yeah. On? No, you're on the show stuff. Up now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not, you're going to be really soon. That's I know it's in, it's in the production queue to <laughs> link to right. you off of that. Well, because, you sure know, the, conversation, I got. Yeah, the, 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 the conversations that you're having yeah. are important. You know, it's, it's not only that people are getting to highlight their business, but they're getting to share their stories and talk about how they arrived where they are. Yeah, exactly. And that, that is what is so powerful and is so lacking in a lot of platforms today. Well, and mm -hmm. I knew that I had this as, a, as an ability you know, right. I knew this was something I'm good at. I've, you know, interviewed over 500 celebrities, you know, I've interviewed yeah. A-listers. Uh, and so I've interviewed people that have never done them before as well. I've interviewed right. a lot of people like that. And so if anything, I'm good at comforting them. I always say, just come experience the nerd lab. Like, yeah. it'll be a chill. You'll have a great time. And so I get a lot of first timers. And that's kind of fun because you leave them yeah. with some value. You're like, well, listen, you can push this in your channels. Right. And this is your story to sh share with your. Uh, well, it's like we have this well. thing called the biz spotlight. Yeah. Um, you know, which is like a little featurette type thing that we offer to businesses. And a lot of the times it's startups or yeah. home-based entrepreneurs that are using it that can't afford advertising packages. You know, that's not, that's not where they're at in their development, but they still got to get the word out there. They, they want to network. That's important. Yeah. But we created this thing where it's basically like a short informational interview, you know, to yeah. promote themselves and their business. And it's distributed across the station and podcast platforms. But a lot of times 
I'm getting to it because I do them myself. It's the right. only regular right. broadcast thing I do other than on Buzz Radio. I do the top 20 countdown every Sunday with Michelle Sheaf. Oh, my gosh. But, uh, did, and, and Buzz uh, Radio is a whole other conversation. Does Machine Gun Kelly make that countdown? Because I'm liking his This is all news. local artists. Oh, okay. All right. Just, <laughs> just Western North Carolina uh, artists of every style and that's only great. original music. But that's a whole other conversation. But it also yeah, fits cool. the same theme yeah. of supporting a segment of our community that needed it, That's uh, great. you know, that deserves it. But anyway, it's, uh, it's fun because a lot of times it's the first time people have been on radio when yeah, I'm getting yeah, to interview fun. them. And that's fun for me. Cause like I said, I've been doing this since I was 16 yeah. and I'm in my fifties. So it, it's like, it's a lot of fun for me to try right. and comfort people and be like, no, you know, here's the questionnaire. You filled it out online. We have this, we're going to talk for a few minutes before we do the interview. You're going to love it. And, and like, I, I just recorded a spotlight yesterday and the person wrote back to me afterwards like that was so fun yeah, that was yeah. so great i can't wait to hear it. at the beginning they're like i'm really not sure about this i i, I don't know yeah, what we're yeah. gonna talk about i'm like I'm i know yeah i get that i'm too. like i'm not all state but you're in good hands yeah right you know i always say this it's like uh if you actually watch the show if the guest doesn't have a lot to talk about, I'll just talk the whole time. <laughs> right? My fourth grade teacher nicknamed me Motormouth Matana. Yeah, <laughs> I was about the same. And it was, was fun a... to see her again as an adult. She actually taught my my <laughs> nephew, and we went on a field trip type thing. She used to do these nature walks when I was yeah. in school, and she still did them. And so I, I surprised showed up with my nephew, and I hadn't seen her in probably... 15 years wow and uh we got out there on the nature trail and i just started asking a million questions i just yeah, wouldn't shut up and all of a sudden she stopped she was getting annoyed yeah. here's this adult who just won't shut up and there's questions about everything and questions about the answer she gives and then all of a sudden you know she was we were probably about 20 minutes into the thing and she stopped and she looked at me and she goes motor mouth <laughs> motor mouth she like, knew exactly what she you knew were. it was and i was like yeah, yeah guess what i do for a living yeah, she's guess. like i've seen i have followed <laughs> yeah. she's like i That's called it in fourth grade yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the hardest thing? What's your biggest struggle as an entrepreneur? I think asking for financial commitment. Yeah. For me, because it's so much driven from a passion position yeah. and spirit of a servant. The idea of monetizing that, has, okay. it's been a struggle for me at times to ask to be compensated or to say, this is how much this costs. And right. That, you know... It's a good question. I, I haven't been asked that before, but that for right. me personally, the transactional side of it is probably the harder part. There's a lot of times I should probably charge more than I do for yeah. things, yeah. or there's things where I just offer my expertise or my services and I don't charge anything. I'm like, no, I'm happy to help. And I am. Do you break down uh, your number? Do you know exactly how much over your whatever oh, per I, hour I know is? every, yeah. every percentage of a penny I, I i'm really it good helps. with books and and you know this i get from my dad yeah he used yeah, to say great. you know stretch a nickel into a quarter yeah you know yeah. and i can do that i know where every penny of my business is i know what every but do you margin set like is a margin yes because yeah, i know all set. the margins and it, but like this is what i always tell people listen don't feel bad about your margin now if you have like a four thousand percent margin you yeah. should probably feel bad about that Right. But don't feel bad about the fact that you're making profit because yeah. that's the point. Because well, I the had profit, to learn. I had to learn over time. Yeah. You know, when and it's you, hard. I when see you operate as an yeah. entrepreneur from a place of passion and a place of service, exactly. 
you know, you still have to run a business. Right, and right. it took a lot of stretches of time where it's beanies and weenies and ramen noodles yeah. to where you realize I have to follow math formulas here. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. has to it's... be math to what I do. That doesn't take away from the heart or the passion of it, but there is an element of math that must be followed. Right. right. And, and so, but you asked, but what's that's the okay. hardest thing? Yeah, that's okay. Out of anything, that's the hardest yeah, thing for me. That. And then the other thing too is at times... And, and I think this is more about my personality is I trust people to a fault sometimes. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah. that has led to my heart being broken yeah. a few times, trusting people or situations and, and, uh, and not assuming that someone might take advantage of that or not follow through on their word. But I don't want to live where I fear that. I don't yeah. want, you know, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm always waiting for the next shoe to drop. Because right, that's just right. not how I want to spend my days. I don't want to wake up thinking what's going to happen to this deal or what's going to happen to this relationship. So that's been the other thing that's been hard lessons over the years sure. yeah. is just basically saying, okay, well, you know, everybody's going through something. Yeah. Whatever it is they're dealing with, I hope that they can navigate through and find a place to a better approach. I'm going to keep on pressing on. Yeah. So yeah. those are the two areas where if, if that relates to anybody out there, right. Uh, you know, if you can, if you can kind of feel not so alone in that feeling, you know, um, and then also let me know you feel that way. That way I know I'm not so alone. Yeah. I, way. you know, I, it's the funny thing about being an entrepreneur is what I call the, you know, the quiet desperate. They always say that everybody lives a life of quiet desperation where you have these things that you're dealing with sort of behind the scenes and I know for you, you've gone through a lot over the last couple of months, personally, as well as, uh, you know, obviously trying to run businesses on top of that. Yeah, that's, so. fortunately, that's been the smooth part. Yeah, yeah. well, that's I'm great. very fortunate. got great people around yeah. us, and the systems are good. But, but yeah, there are a lot of personal changes, you know, bury both my parents yeah, this wow. summer and... You know, and and being the elder of my family line now, okay. we have a traditional old family where the elders actually carry responsibility yeah. in the family. You know, and I did find out one of the perks though, my cousins wouldn't let me lift anything when we were moving stuff around. They're like, nope, nope. Okay, you, yeah, you, well, you've earned nice. the right to not have to carry stuff. You tell us what you want, and we'll move it. Yeah. And I'm like, these are my fishing buddies. These are right. my cousins I've grown up with. But they're like, you're. You're the elder now. You got other responsibilities. You don't have to do this. So, you know, that's a tradition I'm grateful for. Yeah. I enjoyed this summer. So, let's talk about the future. What is in the future for you? What do you want to see happen over the next six months to a year? So, with Biz Radio, um, that's the biggest thing that's in transition right now is we're expanding our geographical footprint. That's great. Uh, with our conversations and with entrepreneurship, community isn't necessarily just within a certain number of zip, zip codes. Yeah, yeah. And as we've grown, we have such a strong saturation of listenership in the Asheville metro. Right. And then there's almost nothing beyond that. Whereas with Buzz Radio, which is our music and comedy station, you get a good listenership outside yeah. of the Asheville area because people know the Asheville music scene is so awesome. That's so great. they tune in from other areas. But Biz Radio is such an island. But yet, when I go to Charlotte, when I go to Greenville, when I go to Atlanta, even up in Boston, people are like, oh, you got to do a Biz Radio here. We need it so yeah, much. There's great. nothing like this here. And they're right. There's not. And so we did. We looked at it. We, we did market surveys in several markets. We bought up all the naming rights to all the Biz Radios up and down the eastern seaboard. Just, That's awesome. Just to protect our our you know, investigation of it. Sure. We looked at cost and analysis and everything else. And what it came down to, we were like, there's no reason to not take the conversations we're already having yeah. and just repurpose them. Just go those. ahead and, yeah. and present a presence in these other yeah. markets. Yeah. Because 
what we're talking about and the challenges and the opportunities we all face as entrepreneurs, it's as relatable to someone yeah. in Spokane, Washington, as it is to someone in Dothan, Alabama or San Diego or Asheville. Right. And, right. and so, you know, there is a need there. So we're, we're going ahead and expanding right now. Biz radio has been an Asheville only thing, just like buzz okay. radios, Asheville only, but biz radio is now evolving. We're, we're getting more of a presence in Greenville and Charlotte and uh, but we're still here. We're still in Asheville. That's company. So, it's so. so interesting you're doing that because for years I said when I was in radio that the pivot is back to local. It is. Yeah. And, you know, that's why Buzz Radio is not going to change. Right. It is that's not going to yeah, change. Just stay with that model. But the, the small guy, you know, the mom yeah. and pops, the, the entrepreneurs, the solopreneurs, the home-based businesses, it's getting harder and harder for them to have a platform. Sure. And yeah. so even though we expand our geographical footprint, our community, our local Right. is the experience of small business people. And so if we can open up an avenue of engagement That's great. and empowerment and presence yeah. in these other markets, we can we can then yeah. you know set a process in place for people to do the on the street actions that make a difference for people and then the platform the media platform it's just more generalized. So do you so. want to be a talent on biz radio? Cause I feel like that's what, you know, that's what you're doing. And since you're going to recruit business leaders yeah. in these markets, and we're bringing on for the first time, we're great. bringing on some hosts from that's other awesome. areas um, other than Asheville. But, but yeah. quite honestly, the other thing too is Asheville, you, you started off at the beginning. Yeah. Asheville's very unique. Sure. Yeah. Asheville is different. And I am a full believer in the collaborative um, capitalism that yeah, exists great. here yeah, in like Asheville. That. There's, there's Friend a collaborative, yeah, there's a collaborative yeah. competition, you know, right. it's like, we'll learn from each other and we respect that we drive each other to better positions, but we also will refer people to yeah. people in our industry, yeah. you know? And so I literally get referrals from one of my bigger, biggest competitors. Yeah. Place. It's and we're it, good so, friends. you know, even though we're expanding biz radio, right. I kind of like the idea of exporting the culture of Asheville a little bit. Sure. Yeah. That's Our right. entrepreneurial yeah. culture, there's people from other markets that move to Asheville because yeah. a lot of influx yeah. and they come here and they're like, holy cow, I've never seen anything like this. I can't believe how many resources, the, the, the camaraderie, the networking opportunities, the, the programs like Mountain Biz Works. And, yeah, yeah, and you know, and there, I mean, ABL, score, you yeah. can go on and on and on and, and you know, Credible Business Network and right. FABA and all these different organizations other than just your traditional chamber that exists which is also really good yeah, which is really good yeah. you know but there's so much more there um you know and they they get blown away by what we have here right there's a I lot don't of mind us exporting that a little bit yeah. you know and saying you know yeah. you don't have to be cutthroat yeah, you can you actually don't. celebrate each other's um entrepreneurship yeah and, and there's there's out. a big enough pie for everybody to still be able to carve out their lane yeah, and I've always said that. I feel like the competitive model is very antiquated. It's yeah. really the business working together model. Well, Matt, thank you so much for being on the Nerd Lab today. This has been a lot of fun. We could, of course, talk probably for about 18 hours straight. I think you and I to. could do that very easily. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. How do people get a hold of you? Um, so the easiest way to connect to me and each of my businesses' projects is probably just go to mattmatan.com. It's uh, Matt and then M-I-T-T-A-N mattmatan.com and you can click the biz radio buzz radio matt michelle outdoors serenity guide service there's there's a few things there that's um, great. but yeah that's probably the easiest way to connect to everything but bizradio.us is the website if you want to check out biz radio awesome matt matan thank you for being a part of the show and thank you for watching share like subscribe and we'll see you next time on the nerd lab bye
Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.